uh, I feel like people kind of neglect flavor. <laughs> they feel like healthy food needs to be bland. And I'm like, no, add some spices to these things. I mean, hello. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of episode three. Just a recap of our last episode. We thought that nutrition was such an important aspect of our your health and training that we wanted to talk a little bit more about some important tips to help you reach with your goals. If you would like the tea on our other episodes, please subscribe and send us a review or just email us at girlsgainsandgossip at gmail.com. Welcome to the show. So what's the tea? What you got? What's your tea this week? Well, it's actually very exciting. Um, you know, but I don't know if I mentioned it on the other last episode about me hurting like my glutes a while back. Mm. Anyways, it's made for my squat progress very difficult. But today I decided to test out like my one reps and um, I did pretty good without any pain. So I got up to like 165, realizing that my proprioception is really bad because I thought I didn't, I thought I barely hit like a quarter squat for that, but then I looked at the footage and I had just hit like parallel. So I laughed at myself. I was like, that's really funny. <laughs> what a I'm glad joke. you're doing good though. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's always like a good thing to kind of like go for. Like, yeah, especially if you're not feeling, you know, you're not feeling like you're injured or your glutes not hurting anymore. Yes, it's so exciting. Like my hips are actually getting stronger. I've actually been adding for myself some more hip mobility exercises before my squats. So Mm. I've been trying to add at least like a good 10 to 15 minutes of that before and doing some, you know, um, stretching and also like some dynamic stuff and um, a couple other mobility exercises with bands. So that's been helping strengthen my hips. But my hips pop all the time, which I know it's a problem. So that's what I'm working on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, but that's always great to do the mobility. And what are are your tea for the week? The tea. So I have a client win this week, and it's really exciting. Um, I have a client. She just started, too. This is her first week. And... Um. You know, her some of her biggest struggles were really just, you know, she was dealing with some eating disorder issues um, in terms of like kind of binge eating episodes, just, you know, feeling hungry all the time, having some anxiety around mm-hmm. food, um, not in and she was exercising. I mean, quite a bit like she did three or four days of weightlifting during the week for about 45 to an hour. Um, she taught yoga and she taught other art classes, too, because she is a personal trainer as well. And, um, you know, she was just kind of not able to lose weight, all these kind of things. So, you know, this week we kind of really focused on getting a good balanced meal plan for her um, of real food. You know, that's what she was super excited at. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm eating real food. I feel good. I feel satisfied. I'm not as hungry. Um, Although she did have one day that she was like starving after having a smoothie. And then she had like weightlifting and then she had a class. So, I mean, Mm. she was starving. So we kind of talked about some things that we could do there. but all in all, I mean, she lost half a pound, which is fine. You know what I mean? In this process, in this part of it, especially the first week, really was just helping her improve her overall relationship with food. 
And, you know, again, her cravings have gone down. She's like almost like virtually they're all gone, like really has any cravings. She feels satisfied, has energy. Um, so, yeah, all good things. And I'm really excited for her. I mean, so this was her in just one week. I mean, this is just one week. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's super exciting. I don't know if that's the same client that you posted the screenshots. I did. Um, on your, yeah. oh, okay, it is. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, that is such a good feeling moving on like from like bad relationships with food and like being like I don't need to eat this whole thing I can like yeah yeah just have a couple (laughs) yeah yeah for sure like the cravings dying down that's awesome yeah I'm excited I'm excited to see her progress in the next few weeks but yeah so that's that's what I've been doing this week and been super excited about it but yeah you're like a if there was a superhero for dietitians, I feel like that would be you. Aww, I love it. <laughs> <Make> me <laughs> well, well yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's great. Good stuff, though. Um, but yeah, so anyways, so this is, uh, it's basically like episode three and a half. I mean, I mean, not really three and a half. It's like, you know, part two of it, because I I almost felt like it was incomplete. I don't know if you felt like that. In the yeah, last yeah, no, absolutely. It was. Listen, nutrition is just, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Even on a surface level. And you like really know your stuff. So, like, it's easy to just get on the. (laughs) I never. (laughs) Sometimes I second guess myself. I'm like, wait, did that? No, but you know, it's just, it's part of my human behavior, right? But yeah. um, But yeah, so I felt like it was kind of incomplete. I felt like there's still so much to talk about. Um, or at least provide some form of takeaway to our listeners and just say, hey, like, mm. this is what to prioritize and actually take away. And I think we kind of talked a little bit about it. But I, yeah. I, you know, I really wanted to give some more tangent stuff to take with you and um, that kind of stuff. So yeah, so today, we're basically going to give you um, some practical takeaways, some things to um, pay attention to be more aware of that you can focus on, um, whether you're trying to lose body fat, build muscle, um, just overall health, um, I find that these tips will be helpful. So there's, it's so important, but also a big controversy out there. Yeah, I was was looking through Instagram this week. And obviously, I think I was telling you about it a little bit earlier. But uh, there's just so much controversy in terms of protein and how much and what Mm -hmm. kinds of protein and it can be very confusing for people because Mm -hmm. they know they need to get protein, but what kind of protein or how much protein should they be getting in? Um, So that would be actually number one of our one of our takeaways. Number one is prioritizing protein, right? How you know, that's going to be one of the your most important micronutrients. Um, in terms of, you know, muscle building, uh, weight loss, mm-hmm. fat loss as well. Um, it's also going to help you, especially if you're an older person. Um, you know, we know that muscle loss does happen as we get older. So um, it's important to maintain that lean muscle so we can actually do daily activities and things like that. So, yeah, so I would say protein is one of the most important things. I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> Which is crazy that like looking, thinking about it now, like I feel like growing up, no one really taught us about protein at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you did think about protein, you're probably thinking about like the golden era bodybuilders with like, mm-hmm. you know, the egg cartons and whatnot. And yeah. Like 20 eggs. Raw eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I never really thought about it at all but yeah it's super important I think that was like as soon as 
I feel like for me, as soon as I got a grasp of like protein and like my sort of intake that I need, that's when I finally started seeing like real progress, like mm-hmm. in my physique. Because <laughs> yeah. like now my body can actually build muscle. But- yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and I guess for us, uh, because we're into the, um, weightlifting realm of it you know we 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 always think about that right how are we making sure we're get we're replenishing we're healing we're building new muscle fibers things like that and those are the what we need right so i mean there's other things but protein is going to be one of the important things but anyways um so in terms of protein how much protein should we be eating so you know, again, this is debatable for a lot of people. Um, but the general recommendation, you know, from what they say, it could be anywhere from 0.8 um, grams per kilogram to 2.2 grams per kilogram. Um, and so that that's that varies. That's a big variance in between that. Now that 0.8 should be the very minimum amount that you should be eating per kilogram for your body weight, right? So I mean, I guess you could say like, for example, if we were to take someone that weighs 150 pounds, that wants to build muscle, that's working out three to five days a week in general, um, you know, we would probably, or at least I would probably put them more closer to the 1.6 to 2.2, depending on how much weight they're pushing, you know, how fast they want to build some muscle. Um, I want to do prevent, you know, too much, um, basically deterioration of their muscles, right? So we want to build. Um, and if someone is trying to lose weight or body fat, I would actually put them on something similar to this, the 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram. So, um, that looks like anywhere between hundred grams to 140 grams of protein for someone again, that weighs 150 pounds. Right. So mm-hmm. just keep in mind, whatever your body weight is, right. You take the kilogram uh, form of that. So that's 2.2. So you take, let's say, for example, someone 150 pounds, you're going to divide that by 2.2 and you should get what your kilograms are. Um, And then from there, you'll take that number of kilograms and multiply it by the grams of protein that you want to um, to have. So, again, I would aim for something between 1.6 to 2.2 if you're someone that's new into this realm and it's just starting out you're going to build muscle very quickly i would just go for the 1.6 it'll be easier to kind of keep up with versus the higher number because getting enough protein can be hard too and a little expensive but (laughs) yeah it can be especially because once you get to those higher levels now you're relying on supplementation because it can be hard Mm -hmm. to get in that much protein in in whole foods right so yeah for sure yeah. Also, so if anyone's freaking out about doing the math, there are calculators on like Google that you can. There go to. is, there is, <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are calculators. And actually, we'll I'll talk to you about a calculator for calories and later on. Um, if not, we can add the um the equation in our show notes so that way you can calculate it for yourself. Do All you right. um real quick before we move on? Yeah. Do you have like protein that's like your favorite to go to? So my mainstays overall, like eggs are one of my top protein foods, eggs and egg whites, especially in the morning because I love breakfast. Mm. Um, lately has been the ratio yogurts. Um, oh, yeah. Those. those are like 25 grams. I'm like, oh, man, such a cal- such a protein boost on those days that I don't have enough protein. Um, and then in terms of like the rest of my meals, Honestly, I have a little variance. I might do protein shakes that helps too, but um, really it's like things like chicken, lean beef, mm-hmm. um, 
I do some plant proteins like beans uh, and um, edamame. I like edamame too, Mm. because they have quite a bit of protein in there. Um, And yeah, I would say those would probably be my top protein foods. I love those. How about you? I would say uh, my favorite, I always keep it, I always keep one in my book bag because I'm always on the go, is a can of sardines. <laughs> oh, yeah. You told me, yeah. Um, but eggs too, beans, um, turkey or like beef. And then like if I'm getting protein while I'm out, then it's going to be like chicken. I like that. Yeah. So you can get protein from different sources. Obviously, like you can get it from animal sources. You can get it from plant sources. There's different options um especially you know we always hear you know people saying okay animals superior to plants and in ways it it is right um usually animal proteins tend to have all amino acid you know so it's easier to absorb we take that in um but proteins you do have to kind of eat a little bit more of a variety for plant proteins um, to be able to get all those different amino acids. And again, well, I won't go in too much into it here, but I mean, in terms of like, what are some plant proteins would be things like tofu, tempeh, edamame, um, even things like beans are a great plant protein source. Um, mm. oh man, I blacked out here for a second. I can't, um, but yeah, anyways, I'm like, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> like I blanked out <laughs> but yeah those are I would say like some of the top ones you can you can choose I mean I you know I I like to play around with different sources too for just uh protein boost so um especially in in someone that has a vegetarian diet would I would normally go for like things like soy milk soy milk has a higher mm. protein content and is a little bit more in terms of um equal to regular milk um, oh yeah so I would say soy milk versus almond milk. Some people do almond milk, but it really doesn't have any calories or protein or anything like that. So soy milk would be an option. Um, Things like, um, like I said, edamame, people don't really know much about, but it's just basically like like a bean that you can kind of, soybean. Also great in fiber. (laughs) Yes, great in fiber. Um, (laughs) They also, you know, and this is again, can be controversial, but the plant foods, the, you know, fake meat, basically, <laughs> you know, you get um, your bean or impossible burger and things like that. Um, not something I would say I recommend all the time, but is a good supplementation in a sense, mm. especially if someone's just trying to get some extra protein and wants to get a little bit more variety, you know, I'll say, Hey, you know, try this out too. So that's, that's an option to, to get that in there. Just like anything that's, you know, been, that's processed and things like that. Read your label, you know, sodium, fat, carbs, all those things do still count. So just keep that in mind. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at whole foods, I would say those are some pretty good ones too. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. So a couple of things, and well, I guess part two, right? Or not part two. <laughs> the second thing to prioritize, I'm, I'm over here still with the intro. Um, the second thing to prioritize, I would say is eating enough calories. When I decided to actually get started on my fitness career, I hired a personal trainer and he was great. He taught me a lot. However, he said that I was skinny fat and decided that I needed to go on a cut. The amount of calories that he had me on was like pretty close to 1200 to 1300 calories a day. And I was like talking to him. I'm kind of binging on stuff. I'm like, got a lot of cravings. I'm like dying over here. And I was like, but I look great. A little lightheaded sometimes. So like, I look great. (laughs) I'm happy with the results. But yeah, and he would just be like, yeah, I mean, it's tough being on a diet, but like, just stick with it. You'll be good. And then 
it actually was really bad because then when he started to increase my calories, I I really was binging. I was going like way over our calories. And then mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't working. Yeah, it was hard. It probably was a lot harder to kind of keep keep up with that for sure. So one of the things that I see the most you know, we, we, especially us millennials grew up in a culture of, you know, weight loss, constant weight loss, they're, you know, trying to be skinnier, leaner, mm. smaller. Um, and the byproduct of that was constant for most women is constantly being on a diet. And yeah. what that looked like for most people is just like, I just have to restrict more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So now we're kind of getting a different mindset. Now we're kind of looking at the science and seeing, okay, not just the science, but honestly, it's like the behaviors of it, of calories mm-hmm. um, and seeing that, okay, you know, 1200 calories is not enough to support, so, uh, you know, someone that is trying to lift weights, um, build muscle and, you know, lose body fat that doesn't support that, right? Because we know mm-hmm. that there are metabolic adaptations that occur. And in these adaptations, the body becomes very efficient at, you know, burning less calories, and storing more fat. It's just kind of one of those now saying not saying that's broken, you don't have a broken metabolism, it adapts. So you can adapt it to where it starts burning more calories. But again, you're going to have to put in some work. And I think what you said was key was, the cravings, the binging, anxiety, all of those things mm. occur when are we're not getting enough calories. So um, a lot of the strategies that I work with women in terms of that is that right there is myth number one, we just first we need to uh, make sure that we're getting enough calories to support your overall health. Um, yes. Besides your metabolism, and there's other adaptations, you know, um, reproductive system starts slowing down, um, thyroid function starts declining, um, muscle, we start kind of pulling from muscle, I mean, from yeah, from muscle and from bone density, um, you know, we don't have enough nutrients to support those things either. So um, there's a lot of things and there's more things that can happen when we're constantly in that low calorie range. So um, yeah, so Ladies, we definitely want to make sure we're getting more than 1200 calories, especially if you're focusing on building muscle, leaning out. Um, We are actually going to link a website from the NIH where you can plug in your numbers and you can see how many calories you should be eating for your activity level. Um, It'll show you, you know, what your maintenance is and it'll show you what your deficit is and it'll show you what your surplus is. So it's a good idea. Um, Take these numbers and apply them to you. Start out at your maintenance. And then Mm. depending on what your goal is, if it's to lose weight or body fat, then I would say after maybe a time period at being at maintenance, then, you know, go into your, your deficit or surplus again, depending on your goal. So yeah, definitely make sure it is the maintenance calories for you. So if you're going on it and then gaining weight and not understanding why you're gaining weight, it's probably because it's not your maintenance. Absolutely. I, I Yeah, that's a really, really great point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, so it is. So again, this is the time when you do, you start your maintenance, you know, give it a week and, and then just kind of see where your body's at. If you start, I mean, you might, I would say, give it a couple of weeks, really, to be honest with you, um, at maintenance, just to see what your body is doing, especially if you're someone that deals with anxiety and food cravings and binging, um, Mm. you really want to give your body some time to readjust. Um, and then, you know, again, depending on your goals, then you can say, okay, I'm going to either reduce or go up on my calories. 
Um, and you know, these, these calculations aren't perfect. I mean, let's just be honest. They're not perfect, but like you said, it's a good way to start. Shizzle. <laughs> I love it. You want to go into uh third thing? Yeah, definitely. The third aspect to take away is again, prioritizing like whole foods. I think that goes along too with awareness, right? Like, like kind of yes. like when you said that, it just, it made me think of awareness. Um, prioritizing whole foods. That doesn't mean never eating, you know, junk food or never eating some form of processed food. It's just a matter of being more aware of um, eating foods in its simplest form as much as possible, fruits, vegetables, whole grains in that sense, right? And then preparing them at home, trying to make it at home as much as possible. Let's, Let's be honest, it's not always possible to do that depending on our schedule. But, you know, finding Mm -hmm. ways that you can apply, like you said, maybe once a week, maybe, you know, prep a few meals. Um, Or if you're going out, you know, how do you prioritize the most simplest ways, you know, fruits, I mean, veggies, you know, starches, proteins, things like that. I would think too, whenever you're trying to prioritize these whole foods, some couple things to think about Um, in terms of just, oh, I think overall nutrition is like, you know, do these foods make me feel satisfied? Do they satisfy my Mm. desire to eat more? Am I still hungry? Um, Does it taste good? Uh, I I feel like people kind of neglect flavor. (laughs) They feel like healthy food needs to be bland. And I'm like, no, (laughs) add some spices to these things. I mean, hello. (laughs) I mean, like they get so in the weeds with that. I'm like, no, man, like it's supposed to taste good. And if you don't like your food, then you're not going to want to do it. And you're not going to want to eat it. And then you're not going to keep make it long term. So, I mean, what's the point? (laughs) Yeah. You've watched The Office before. Yes. This reminds me of um, when Kevin starts his New Year's resolution to eat broccoli. Oh. <laughs> and they pull it just a straight up broccoli out of oh the my fridge God. and make him eat it like that. And he's that like, is this is funny. disgusting. <laughs> that's so, too funny i so seen the the reels or the memes of it like no the gifs it was a gifs right yeah so i seen the gifs for those but yeah that's that's kind of the same thing it's like eat the broccoli yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i you know i've i with my kids like i've tried broccoli in so many different ways and you know my little mm. one she's just not a fan of it um but she warms up to it depending on how I cook it so if it has enough flavor and seasoning and things like Ooh. that um she'll eat it for the most part and then but if it's like just planned she's like yeah no not doing it yeah <laughs> so that's a tough thing that's yeah tough. so yeah I mean if we're gonna prioritize whole foods just also know you know things like fruits vegetables whole grains legumes like beans and things like that peas um lean sources of protein, I would say, you know, Mm. um, in terms of protein, like things that are leaner, less fat, not marbleized, Mm. um, you know, if you're going to do ground meats, do 93% or above, um, you know, chicken thighs are fine. And, you know, drumsticks are fine. Just know that take off the skin, those kind of things too. That'd be good ways to kind of cut down on the fat overall. Um, especially that saturated fat that we don't not, we don't want a lot of, now, the last one kind of goes in with what we were talking about with enough calories. Uh, don't over-restrict. That's yes. such, such an important one. Um, I, I've actually, I've gotten to the point where the moment I think like, oh, I can't have that. I I now turn the thought around to like, now I do need to have it so I don't overeat later. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I shouldn't have that right now. I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me have a little bit now and then like have some other stuff with it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like you just said, I think too, with, with most people, um, and just for anybody, I mean, in general, when they're trying to reduce calories, um, you, you, they tend to restrict carbohydrates, they're restricting, you know, some certain, you know, fun foods that they enjoy. And then all that leads to is binging later on, you Mm. know, and then I, you know, recently, I, I started seeing more of this, but like binge eating is just an uh, idea or I mean, sorry, what was it? Um, geez, I can't remember now what it is. Oh, cheat meals. There you go. Cheat oh, meals yeah. are just a binge meal, basically a binge day, like a day that you allow yourself to completely binge, but then the behavior behind it is binging, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand that even though, yeah, we want to enjoy some of these things, but also having a, a good a good understanding where some of these fun foods play a part in our, our, in our life, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. meals with our family, we want to go out, have some fun with some friends and there's some meals that we want to enjoy. So, I mean, it's important to not over restrict. We can make better choices, especially if you're trying to reduce calories, but a, a matter of, you know, if, like you said, if you feel like you're constantly saying, I can't have this, I can't have this. And all you're thinking about is having it then you know what, you might as well just go have it, track it, apply it to what your goals are, and move on. Just move on. Keep on walking. Live on. Don't punish yourself with like more exercise or anything like that, too. Yeah, I mean, it it really isn't because what a a 250 calorie donut is not going to make it and break it to you for a whole week of eating well, you know, I'm saying like, so if you're adding, if you get a donut, want to add it to your diet into your meals, go ahead and add that in there. Um, And then the majority of your meals are, you know, on on track, and you're getting plenty of fiber, plenty of protein, you're exercising, everything is great. I mean, it's okay to have a little fun in there too, mixed in. And ultimately, this allows you to make it more sustainable for you. Um, and then your diet's not going to suck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll yeah. enjoy the process of it. Exactly. Yeah. I think again, just to reiterate, the whole point is to find a diet that like works for you and something that you can man- maintain. It's mm-hmm. your health journey is like for the rest of your life. It's not just temporary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So another one, I would say kind of to hit up some last few points that are kind of important, um, mm-hmm. eat more, not less, right? So food volume is definitely really important. I would say for food volume, in terms of like things that are high in volume is like fruits, vegetables, even certain grains. Um, those foods can fill you up. Um, but not necessarily add a lot of calories. So they're very low yeah. in calories. That's the density of calories are low. So, you know, I always, I, I like the the plate method. I like using the plate method for the majority of people because it's easy to apply. It's visual. You take your plate, half of that plate is your vegetables. A quarter of that plate is your starch. And then a quarter of that plate is your protein. And you're prioritizing higher volume foods that are lower in calories on the half plate. So again, it'll fill you up because it'll, it'll kind of like, um, expand in your stomach, you know, pressing those sensors, really making you feel like you're full satisfied for very low calories overall. So awesome. Fruits and vegetables are good. Yeah. And hit the last one. <laughs> yeah, is um stay hydrated, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Listen, it's so important. Water is gonna help your gains as well. We were going back and forth about what the what is the recommended amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had to figure it out. Um, because I usually go by the eight by eight rolls or eight cups of 
eight ounces a day, which I think was in the same range as Mm -hmm. what you had to. Yeah. So, I mean, the general recommendation, eight to 10 cups um for most people that can be hard to do they they, they're not even getting that in sometimes um but if you look if you i mean you can get really technical with it but it could be one milliliter per calorie depending on how many your calorie goals but for the general public for everybody makes it a lot easier eight to ten cups is a good place to start um and i would say take in consideration your activity how much you sweat is Mm. making sure you're hydrating enough um, where you live, like I, we live in, I, I live in Florida. So, you know, I work out in the garage where I'm sweating all the time. <laughs> so I'm going to need to hydrate a little bit more than, you know, someone else, uh, that might live up North that's working out inside the gym that might not be sweating as much. Right. So that's really important to, to take into consideration. Um, also, uh, electrolyte, uh, electrolyte balance, right? Making sure, obviously, if we're eating a good balanced meal, we won't, might not have to worry so much about this. But those, the fluid water helps with electrolyte balance and helps, you know, with getting those electrolytes to our muscles, you know, providing mm-hmm. that type of, um, what we call it, like current, right? So mm-hmm. we can't get those to our muscles. We start fatiguing a lot faster. It's really important. So cramping, cramping muscles. Will oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That sucks. Oh, that happened so to me a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I had like a double cramp on both of my calves. I literally woke up at like one o'clock in the morning screaming. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I was in so much pain. And my husband's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, cramp, I'm cramping. And he's like, get up. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so just completely handicapped for I I really was I I, it felt like an eternity but it was probably like 30 seconds but (laughs) no but it feels forever (laughs) it does it does it feels like it's forever but yeah so um definitely you know make sure you hydrate (laughs) (laughs) but that is our list so we talked about all these different things that we can do to to help improve our overall diet our nutrition hopefully you you know, you come out with this um, episode, um, actually applying some of these topics um, in in your life and, and it helps you too. So, well, it's great to see you guys again. Uh, we will see you for episode four. Bye.